at the time of the Mubahla, having compassion for the weak and helping those who were unaware of the reality of the situation, Allah destroyed their leaders. Thus, Allah averted the evil outcome and resolved the issue, and there remained no one to dare to take up the challenge of Mubahla. God thus demonstrated for them such signs as had not been shown to their forefathers. This was done so that the paths of the guilty one should be exposed and so that Allah may distinguish between the rightly guided and those who had gone astray. God thus disproved their boasts of knowledge, piety, sacrifice, worship, and righteousness. God exposed to mankind the deeds they were hiding. He removed their clothing, revealing their emaciation. But God granted safety to those who feared him and whose hearts trembled. Thus, they were saved from punishment. Moreover, many of the transgressors dragged this servant of God to the authorities so that he may be incarcerated, hanged, or banished from the land. They were well aware of the final and ultimate verdict that God delivered in this encounter. All the bounties and grace that I have mentioned that God granted to this servant of his during times of hardship were announced based upon information received from the Lord of glory well before they were actually manifested. Do you know of any president under the heavens where this ever happened in the case of impostors? If so, then come forward with it and stop this verbal wrangling. Verily, the people wronged him greatly and committed an injustice against him. They encircled him like mountains. Then a clear victory came to him from Allah. Thus the high were laid low, and whatever they shot recoiled on them and struck them on their skulls and heads. God demonstrated his help in perfect form, but the refuse of mankind rallied with full preparation to assist his enemies. However, by God's command, they suffered defeat, and Allah's word alone reigned supreme. All those on whom the enemy relied were found ineffective, and God granted his servant success, victory, and triumph in all affairs, in every direction, and under all circumstances. God, who does whatever he wills, invested him with great awe and majesty. Had you only observed the hosts of initiates who have spread across the earth and the hosts that Allah has gathered for his servant who seeks Allah's pleasure and the gifts and wealth that come to him from countries near and far, you would certainly conceive that it is nothing but Allah's grace, support and succor and divinely bestowed honor and grandeur for him. But people continued to disbelieve despite witnessing divine support and signs. They hatched all kinds of plots to inflict some harm upon him, but Allah granted him security and peace against every mischievous antichrist and from every person who came out for a fight and a dispute. Whenever they sought to disturb his life, Allah transformed his fears into felicity, and by the command of Allah, the bestower of bounties, his life became more pleasant than before. They wanted to broadcast his supposed faults, but he was lauded and praised on account of his comely virtues and noble deeds. They wanted his livelihood to be straightened. Instead, there descended upon him presents, gifts, and monetary contributions from all sides, falling down upon him like ripened fruits. They wished to see his humiliation and disgrace, but Allah blessed him with spectacular honor and raised his status. The most surprising part of it is that they malign and vilify him even though they are totally unaware of the facts. When they are told to believe as others have believed, they say, 
Shall we believe as the foolish have believed? Beware, it is surely they that are foolish, but they perceive it not. They do not reflect on the act of God and how benevolently he has treated his servant. Is this the reward for those who forge lies? Verily, those who blaspheme are cursed in this world and in the hereafter, and they are never helped. For them there is no share of this world except a tiny portion. Then in the end, they die of divine chastisement that overtakes them from above and from beneath their feet and from their right and left. They shall be given full requital for what they used to do. No true prophet was ever sent except on whose account Allah debased the people who would not believe. They eagerly await his death, whereas only those are destroyed who deserve to be destroyed. For God destroys someone whom he knows to be truthful on account of the designs and prayers of these people? Nay, it is they who are blind. O fair-minded ones, what do you say about this servant of God and his enemies? Have you ever witnessed someone who fabricated lies about God and was engaged in a mubahla with a believer, but Allah helped him against the believer and utterly destroyed the one who opposed him and engaged in a mubahla with him? So explain, O wise people, and be rewarded. Have you ever seen that a person fabricated lies about God and then God supported him and removed every hurdle meant to harm him? And whenever a plot was hatched against him, God Almighty smashed it into pieces and opened for him the doors of his grace, mercy, and bounties, and rewarded him as he rewards his messengers, and opened for him the doors of every bounty and blessing, protected his honor and life against the enemies, and then with his signs and divine testimony cleared him of all their charges. One whom God Almighty safeguarded against the mischief of his enemies, and attacked those who sought to attack him, descending against anyone who showed enmity towards him, and helped his servant as he helps those who are sincere to him. O brave young people, give me your verdict in this matter, and show me an impostor upon whom God bestowed such favors and bounties like this servant of his. Fear God to whom you will return. O learned ones and erudite scholars, yet again I seek your verdict. Do not say out but the truth, and fear God in whose hand is your recompense. You know that the virtuous never lie, and to conceal the truth is not among their traits. None hides the truth except the one doomed for wretchedness. O brave young people, contemporary jurists, learned men of the time, and erudite scholars of various towns, give me your verdict concerning him who claims to have come from God, and for whom divine protection appeared like the midday sun, the light of whose truth is resplendent like the full moon on a dark night, and for whose sake God displayed brilliant signs and in whatever matter this servant of God decided to proceed, God arose to help him. Furthermore, God answered his prayers about his friends and foes. The servant of God says nothing except what the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, had said and does not take a single step away from the right path of guidance. He says that God has designated me a prophet in his revelation, and the same name has also been conferred upon me earlier by the tongue of our very prophet, Al-Mustafa, the Chosen One of God. Footnote start. If someone objects and asks, how can there be a prophet within this Ummah since God has set a seal upon prophethood? The answer is that the God of honor and glory has not named this man prophet 
except to establish the perfection of the prophethood of our holy master, the best of creation, the holy prophet Since the perfection of the holy prophet's prophethood cannot be established without establishing the perfection of the ummah, without which it would just be a mere claim for which the wise have no rational evidence. The seal of prophethood being set for a particular person has no meaning except that in the case of that particular person, the merits of prophethood should culminate in their ultimate height. Among the perfect merits of a prophet is the perfection of his grace. This perfection cannot be identified without the presence of its specimen in the ranks of the Ummah. Moreover, I have repeatedly pointed out that the divine intent regarding my prophethood is nothing but the abundance of converse with God. This indeed is an accepted fact among the elders of the Ummah. Thus this contention is only verbal. Therefore, O people who possess reason and intelligence, do not be hasty in this case. Allah's curse be upon him who claims even an atom's weight contrary to this, and the curse of all mankind and angels be upon him as well. Footnote end. By prophethood he means a great abundance of converse with Allah, abundant news of the unseen from Allah, and abundance of revelation. He says, By prophethood I do not mean what the earlier scriptures meant. On the contrary, it signifies a spiritual station that is not granted except through complete following of a holy prophet, the best of mankind. Whosoever is blessed to attain this station, Allah speaks to him abundantly and with great clarity. The Sharia remains sacrosanct. No command is dropped, nor is any injunction added. He also says, I'm just an individual member of the Ummah, of the Holy Prophet Despite this, by virtue and blessings of the Muhammadan prophethood, God has designated me a prophet and has revealed to me what he was revealed. Therefore, my prophethood is nothing but his prophethood, and there is nothing in my attire except his light and rays. Were he not there, I would not be anything worthy of mention, nor even be named. Every prophet is recognized on the basis of his beneficence. Imagine how lofty is the spiritual station of a holy prophet, who is the greatest of all the prophets. He is greater than them in the beneficence, and his spiritual station is loftier and higher than all of them. What worth is a religion whose light does not illumine any heart, whose elixir does not quench any thirst, whose appearance does not have a profound impact upon the hearts, and which does not possess any praiseworthy feature that clinches the argument when quoted. What worth is a faith that does not distinguish a believer from the one who disbelieves and rejects, as though he who enters it is just like the one who leaves it, and no difference can be seen between them? And what worth is a religion that does not bring death upon the base desires of the living one, nor gives him a new life? God becomes his who devotes himself to God entirely. This has been his way among the peoples of the past. A prophet who lacks the quality of bestowing grace upon others possesses no firm argument to establish his truthfulness, nor can he be recognized by anyone who comes to him. His case is like a shepherd who does not provide fresh leaves and water for his flock, but instead restrains them from water and pasture. 
You're well aware that our religion of Islam is a living faith and our Holy Prophet raises the dead to life. His advent brought great blessings like heavy rain from the clouds. No religion dares to compete with it, Islam, in regard to these magnificent features. Other than this resplendent faith, there is no religion that removes the burden of a person's evil or brings him from the edifice of Allah and its door. Only he who is blind can doubt these excellences of Islam. People conspire to draw their swords from their sheaths against this servant of God. In reply, the Lord of creation advanced forth to fight against them. Consequently, some were cut off, some disgraced, and some, in accordance with his warning, were granted reprieve until the time destined for their punishment. For their part, they had solemnly vowed to treat him with nothing but injustice and falsehood. The multitude drifted away from the path of righteousness and fled from the path of truth, as if there was a ferocious lion tearing them apart, or a snake ready to bite, or some other affliction facing them. It was their desire that this servant of God be slain, or incarcerated, or expelled from the land, so that they might later claim that he was a liar and therefore Allah had destroyed and annihilated him or humiliated and debased him. Instead, God helped him with never-ending support both from the earth and the high heavens. He prayed for victory and God caused all his arrogant enemies to come to naught. God enabled him to turn to him during every trial and make heart-rending supplications. He then accepted his prayers and blessed them with influence. Whosoever prayed against him was himself destroyed and many fell victim to the plague as a result of his prayers and tasted horrible death even while they, for their part, had been anxiously awaiting the day of his death, all the while saying, Allah has intimated his death to us through revelation. Verily, there is a sign in this for those who possess wisdom. God made his house a sanctuary of peace. Whoever entered it was protected from the plague and was not harmed in the least, whereas people living in his neighborhood continued to be swept away by it. Surely anyone who has eyes to see will discover the hand of divine omnipotence in this. God granted him the bounty of performing good deeds along with their fruits for the benefit of the pious, as if there are gardens beneath which rivers flow. He granted him renown across the land, and as a result, people hastened to him day and night. God drew towards him hosts of enlightened people possessing purified souls, noble natures, clean hearts, and bosoms as vast as the ocean. He has engendered mutual love and compassion among them, and has dispelled all kinds of heedlessness and pride from their bosoms. God had informed him of these phenomena at a time when this servant of God was totally unknown and this succor was a hidden secret. God granted him the staff of truth with which he disgraces the enemies. This staff then devours the snakes of secretly hatched pots, and God promised that he would disgrace whoever intends to disgrace this claimant. Thus, anyone who insulted him and was arrogant suffered disgrace. Verily, they continued to reject him without knowledge while their hearts were in a state of negligence, on account of their mundane desires. They looked upon the divine order spitefully and tormented the servants of God with their aspersions. 
They themselves do not enter the abode of truthfulness, and moreover they block those who wish to enter it and not to remain in denial. Therefore the wrath of Allah is upon them, and he has prepared for them robes of fire and afflicted them with the flames of deprivation. They can neither bear them nor can they repel the heat of restlessness. They look right and left but can find neither refuge from the wrath of God Almighty nor one who can save them from ruin. Hence their end was nothing but loss, destruction, humiliation, and degradation. The arrows that they shot at this servant of Allah missed as God kept him safe from their evil. God admitted him into the sanctuary of peace and the house of tranquility. They emptied their quivers to ward off the inevitable decree and sought to extinguish with their mouths the heavenly light that had descended. Like a rock they fell upon him with the desire to reduce him to dust. They wanted mountains to crash down upon him, wiping out his existence, but God granted him overwhelming victory that Allah might make it a cause of regret for them. Surely Allah never allows disbelievers to prevail over the believers. The disbelievers could not ward off the misfortune that Allah had forewarned about them. Allah gave his ordained servant the glad tiding that he would always be under his protection and security. The enemies from among the wicked would not be able to harm him in the least, and he will always live under the grace of the most forgiving God. God thus kept him safe and welcomed him in his presence, but for his enemies he became like a sharp sword. God helped him like a friend in every field and granted him prosperity after distress, and for his sake transformed the earth into a verdant vale or an orchard laden with fruit. He placed his blessing in his breath and cleansed him of every impurity and carried the light of his holy lamp to the ends of the earth. As a result, many of the righteous turned to him, forsaking their homelands for the sake of Allah the Almighty, and adopting his village as their home in the hope of attaining the mercy of Allah the Most Forgiving. Consequently, the enemies burnt with envy, and they hatched all kinds of plots, but they all dissolved into dust. They tried all stratagems, but the only portion they acquired from God was their own destruction. They collaborated against him and mounted a united attack. But he returned with the grace of Allah and greater worldwide acclaim. Thus did Allah help his servant and fulfill his promise. God Almighty granted him many helpers and gave him the glad tiding that he would protect him against his enemies and that he would attack whosoever attacks him. Accordingly, God fulfilled his promise and kept him safe from all types of harm. God has made him a chosen one, free from every type of defilement, and has purified him. He drew him near to himself for special communion and revealed to him that which he did reveal, and taught him the path of wisdom and guidance, and on his account joined together the signs from both the earth and the high heavens. He warded off the mischief of his enemies. He caused all his affairs to be based on piety and righteousness and rectified his matters after they had suffered great dissipation. He enabled his arrow to hit its target every time. God Almighty caused the world to serve him like a maid who comes to him selflessly, opened the door of every bounty and protected him against every calamity. He nourished him and taught him on his own and thus revealed to him profound verities. He came to you at the appointed time. Hence, what do you say about this man? Is he truthful or is he a liar? 
What is the source of this beneficence? Did Allah bestow on him what he bestowed, or does Satan possess the power to do these great things? Explain and be rewarded, and fear the day of the final decision that will expose all that is concealed.